everyone, and welcome back to the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. My name is Juwan Arrington. I am the creator and owner of the 100 Series, and we are back here with another amazing person. And uh, if this is your first time tuning in for this podcast, what we're doing here is we're going a little bit more in-depth with people. If you've been following on Facebook and on Instagram for the 100 Series, we usually keep it to you know a paragraph, maybe two about each person and who they are, what their story is. But for this podcast, we're going to go a little bit more in depth with uh, a few folks that you've probably seen before and a few that you probably have never seen before on the 100 series. And uh, today we have uh, a good friend of mine who's been featured many times uh, over the years, uh, Travis Horn. Travis, how you doing, man? I am absolutely great today. It is a lovely day in November, and I'm glad here to uh, spend it with you and give the people some information about what's going on with me in my life. All right, man. So yeah, I brought you on here because I've been following you uh, in the gym and life uh, for a few years now, and uh, you are now a professional wrestler, correct? Yes, I do spend my weekends uh, going and doing professional wrestling, uh, hoping to turn that into a full-time career in the future, hopefully. And me, personally, I'm a huge wrestling fan myself, so I think it's awesome what you're doing. You know, I've been following wrestling ever since I was a kid. Um, So go ahead and just talk about you. Talk about how did you get into wrestling? I have Enjoyed wrestling ever since I was a little kid. Um, I think probably from growing up and watching VHS tapes to renting video games to buying action figures, I kind of fell in love with something that was larger than life and was realistic because I always thought things like Uh, G.I. Joe or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or things of that nature were really cool, um, but it wasn't real people. But when I saw professional wrestling on TV for the first time, I thought that was really neat. Um, And it was something so different from like football or basketball or baseball um, because it was such a different form of athleticism. It was also entertainment. And I was just really drawn to that um, ever since I was at least in elementary school. So who was like some of your favorite uh, wrestlers to watch? Because I know with me, you know, I was really big into The Rock, mm-hmm. Triple H, Stone Cold, um, you know, Booker T. Mm-hmm. How about you, man? Uh, I always look at things like that in the form of different generations because as you fall in love with characters, your love for people and characters also evolves over time. So when I was little, I was think to myself that I was really drawn to a character like Macho Man or the Macho King uh, because he was so colorful and what he wore really represented something that I thought was unique. Um, Same thing with like the Ultimate Warrior. They were both two people that were very colorful. Um, Even if you look at like WCW and Sting, he painted his face, but it it was really... For the times, they were so colorful, and during that time period, those neon colors were so neat um, and different that they really attracted me. But as I um, got a little bit older, um, I thought someone like uh, Diesel was really cool. During that time period of my life, he was a very tall guy, wore all black, had leather, Um, He gave people the powerbomb. He was something that I couldn't be or I didn't think that I could be in my life. So I was really drawn to him. 
And then as I got older and went into high school, I kind of started to fall in love with someone like Jeff Hardy, who again, very colorful, but he was also very different. And that spoke to me and who I was uh, during that time period of my life in high school. Uh, I would say as I grew up, my love for each person also evolved with that. Each person kind of spoke to me for a different reason. Um, and even nowadays when I watch uh, pro wrestling, whether it's on a big platform like WWE or AEW or even on independent wrestling, certain people really speak to me that I think are really neat, um, who I like to maybe model myself after, whether it's the moves or how I portray myself or the interaction or how I speak during promos. There's so much to learn from nowadays that um, I think wrestling is just so cool because there's so many different characters just like in TV shows or movies that when you watch wrestling, it's just, there's something for everybody. There really is. It's really cool too. Yeah, it's, it's you know amazing, especially you know nowadays, especially with mm -hmm. the ways that social media plays, you know, in the overall storytelling of, you know, a wrestling promotion or a show, how they're utilizing things, you know, through 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 Twitter to advance plots and storylines. And I agree, I think it's you know it's an amazing, it's an amazing, you know, art, how you, you really can take you know real life and you know make you know a story out of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, talk about um when was the moment where you knew that you wanted to to be a professional wrestler um i would i think when i actually started to take a leap of faith maybe dipping my toes in the water was i, don't, I think six years ago maybe around that time frame uh wwe decided to do another season of tough enough um, which was their uh, reality show, which said, hey, send us uh, a promo clip and some pictures and you can possibly be chosen for our reality show and someone will win a contract or a developmental contract or something of that nature. Um, so I thought that was really cool because I was at a point in my life where I was seeking some type of outlet, some type of change and... I thought, hey, why not? I'll I'll try something. Yeah. So, um, I that's when I kind of told myself, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start seriously working out. If I'm working towards something and I'm actually chosen for some reason, that I don't want to show up and not be in physical shape that I'm proud of. Um, and with that, like, even though I wasn't chosen, it was still something that I like told myself, I'm like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. Um, and when that didn't pan out, I mean, WWE sends out tons of emails just saying, Hey, thank you for your submission. We have chosen X amount of contestants. We appreciate your video submission or whatever it was at the time. So I thought to myself, well, at least I tried it. Um, and every time I try to look back and say, when did I figure out about uh, Black and Brave Wrestling? <clears throat> I feel like I ran across it on Facebook um, or something of that nature. It had to have been Facebook. I don't think it was a podcast. Um, but I realized that someone who was on WWE TV every week, um, Seth Rollins or Colby Lopez from the Quad Cities, um, 
had opened up a wrestling school and it was an opportunity for me to realize that three and a half hours from where I was currently living, a WWE superstar had a wrestling school that you could pay money and sign up for. Um, and I thought to myself, well, I have friends in the Quad Cities who I've known for a really long time. And if I'm only a couple hours away, what's to stop me from jumping in feet first and just take a chance on life? Because if I don't do it, then I'm going to run into a what if situation. And I don't want to live with regrets in some way, shape, or form because of that, because I, I would lean back someday and sit there and say, man, you had the chance, you didn't take it, why didn't you take it? Um, and that's just something that it doesn't speak to me then, and it doesn't speak to me now on how I live my life or how I want to live my life in the future. So um, I submitted uh, an application to blackandbravewrestling.com, I believe, um, or through Gmail, and they ask you for a couple photos. They ask you to write a paragraph on why you want to become a pro wrestler, um, and then you tell them what class you're submitting for, and they review your application. And lo and behold, I want to say probably I sent it at night, and the next morning or the next afternoon, I got an email back from Merrick saying, we'd like to accept you in our, I want to say it was January 2016 class, um, and then all of a sudden stuff got real because I had an application that I submitted and they said, yeah, we want you here. And I was like, oh man, things are in motion. Um, so from that point forward, I realized that my pro wrestling journey was beginning um, in real form because it doesn't matter that I was a fan from when I was little to when I was in college to the day that I submitted my Black and Brave Wrestling application the day that you get accepted into a wrestling school it's still on you to follow through to show up that first day and live your dreams out but i was fortunate enough to look at myself where i was at in the state of iowa and realize i had the opportunity of a lifetime and it was all mine for the taking so i had to take the opportunity and i had to make the most of it and i thought it was Really cool, too, because during that time, uh, Seth Rollins had a documentary out on the WWE Network, and I remember seeing you in it. Like, it was like a, it was, it was super quick. Uh, you know, they're just showing him teaching a class, but I re remember seeing you in it. I was like, holy crap, Travis is on WWE Network. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you seen that, or, or have you thought about that? Uh, I, did, I did see it, and I watched it back, and I thought about it. And I think one of my favorite things about pro wrestling and my journey and my friends' journeys is the stuff that I get to look back on and reflect on. I always am so blown away on how things happen and also that I feel that I tend to be in the right place at the right time whenever something, what I, I deem is amazing, happens. And so when Seth got hurt and he was out with his leg injury. Um, he was going to, I mean, there's no one that works that man uh, when it comes to fitness and professional wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I, it turned out they were going to shoot a documentary about his return to pro wrestling, 
which was going to include what he was doing in his spare time, which was giving independent professional wrestlers the opportunity to succeed in the future of the business that he loves. And it, ha it could have happened at any time, but it happened when I was in class during that 12-week span that the WWE uh, production team came in and they shot just a little snippet of my class, which at that point I think maybe only included uh, six people. We ended up graduating with five people, but I got to leave that day waiting for the idea that they were going to make a WWE Network special on him, and there was an itty-bitty chance that I would be included in that footage. Um, and when it premiered, uh, I was blown away because I was able to stand back and say, man, if anybody has a WWE Network subscription and they watch the Seth Rollins documentary, they have the ability to say, holy cow, I think that guy is the guy that wrestles as JT Energy. He's training then, but if you look back four years you can see where it started. And I imagine somebody like Colby, if he, 10 years prior, was training somewhere and someone was filming him train with a VHS tape, the first time that he would have seen it somewhere, a lot of us are just flabbergasted by that because we're like, man, we never thought we would be featured on the machine that is WWE. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, that's like being an extra in a Marvel movie. If you've been a comic book fan your whole life, you would go watch Avengers. And even if you were the guy under the coffee table ducking your head and you turned and you got to see your eyes on camera, you would tell everyone, did you see me in Avengers? Right. I was in Avengers. <laughs> and it's just that little thing. You aren't the star, but you were there. You were featured. And when I saw that, I had to take a step back and be like, even if nothing happens beyond this point, I can say I was featured on the WWE Network, and that's super cool. So when things like that happen, I look at it, and I'm like, everything is progressing perfectly. I had that opportunity. I have to keep going. And then you wait until the next thing happens, and you go, holy cow, I can't believe this just happened. This is amazing. I have to keep going. And so far in my professional wrestling career, I always end up finding myself in places where I take a step back and have that same feeling all the time that tells myself, I can't believe this is happening. I have to keep going. And I think until the day that I sit there for a long period of time and I don't have that feeling and I don't have that emotion, that's when I maybe would ask myself, do I need to step away from professional wrestling? But I don't see it happening anytime soon. And so as long as professional wrestling keeps giving to me what I keep working really hard for each and every day, I'm going to give every ounce of me back to professional wrestling to hopefully have an impact on our business, just like uh, Colby has given to the Quad Cities and what he's given to me. And you've had a lot more other moments, and we'll get to those here in a second. But first, I want to talk about Let's go back and let's keep talking about the the actual training itself. How was the the training part of Black and Brave? Um, it was it was rough. You have you have no idea what profession. I mean, you think you have an idea of what maybe professional wrestling is, um, but professional wrestling is a very physically demanding sport on your body. 
and it's physical in a way that your body has no idea um, what to do or how to react. And that's why some people, when they first get into it, it's a major shock to their system. Other people are used to a little bit of pain. Um, so no one comes in, no one's an expert, no one's amazing. Um, the people that are gifted at it right away is one in a million. Um, and when I stepped in there, I at least tried to come down here, be in shape, join uh, CrossFit, get into CrossFit, try to learn what CrossFit offered to the human body to make yourself better, um, to be in the best shape for professional wrestling, or at least keep my body in good physical shape. Because, I mean, the idea of staying in great physical shape to then go beat your body up is kind of like... It's crazy because that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to stay in the best physical shape possible. So when I go get physically beat up, my body's like, you're okay. You have some muscles. You'll be all right. And then you go at it again. Um, so when it got to training, they like to push your body to the limits. Um, but I don't think I'd want it any other way. I want to be pushed to know absolutely this is what I want. I don't want to have an easy road ahead. I want to have the hardest stuff up front and sometimes have it only get harder so that way I can appreciate the grind of what getting into professional wrestling is. Um, so the way that they run things there at Black and Brave, especially at the time that I went through it, I appreciated the training because it was hard um, and I was not given an easy road. No one's given an easy road. And the training physically and mentally is both very rough, but they... They want to put you through that because at the end of it, if you get past the first couple days and you get past the first couple weeks and then you get to the end and you actually get to say that you graduated from Black and Brave Wrestling Academy, people like Seth Rollins and Merrick Brave want to put their name on you so that way when you go out into the world of independent professional wrestling, that they can say, we absolutely endorse him and his talents or her talents um, and would recommend you using them on your show to say that, yes, Black and Brave Wrestling is putting out some of the greatest independent professional wrestlers that are on the rise on the independent circuit in the United States and internationally now. Um, so when it comes to that training, it was hard, it was rough, but I loved it because I now know some of the basics at a basic level. I don't think that I'm an expert at absolutely anything, but I was given a great foundation to build on uh, coming from Black and Brave Wrestling, and I couldn't recommend it more. I mean, I've never gone to any other professional wrestling school, but just the way ours is run, I think it's one of the best that's out there. So after you graduate, when did you graduate again? Uh, it was, we started in January 2016. It's a 12-week program. So I think right there at the end of March or like the very first weekend or maybe April, something like that. Um, it's that 12-week that period. So April would have been our time to graduate. Um, and then I think I, we debuted in April of that year as well. So January 2016 to April 2016, and I think at the end of that April month is where me and my four other classmates debuted at SCW in a five-person over-the-top battle royal. 
So when you guys um, debut, like during your your training, do they like talk about characters and all that stuff in there as well, or is it just mostly just the physical part of it? Um, they talk about both aspects because the physical aspect is important for uh, two things. It's what you see with your eyes when you watch professional wrestling is the physicality that comes with it, um, but it's also being safe. It's knowing how to do everything that you do do inside the squared circle correctly and safely for yourself and your opponent and the referee that are all in the ring. Um, but it's also from day one, they let you know that, hey, the reason that you're probably here is because you fell in love with a character. Um, and even if you don't think that person had a character, that is their character is that maybe they didn't have a character, but you fell in love with their emotions and their personality. So they tell you from day one, think about those things. Who, who is the character that you are going to become? If it's just you, tell me about you in the form of a small paragraph. If I give you 30 seconds to tell me who you are, can you sell me who you are to want to put on a wrestling show? Um, what do you wear? What is your entrance music? Like, where are you from? All that stuff is very important when it comes to the story of who your character is. Um, what do you think you're not? The more that you know who your character is inside and out gives you the believability that if you ask me any questions about my character, JT Energy, no matter what I say to you, you would 100% believe me because I'm speaking from the heart. I believe it 100%. Um, whether it's 100% true or not, that's for you to decide and the fans to decide. But when it comes out of my mouth, there should never be a shadow of a doubt whether I'm lying to you or telling you the truth. Because it needs, to, it needs to come from deep within and that's why character development is so important with any professional wrestler. Right, so when you first debuted in that Battle Royale, did you already have the JT Energy character down? Um... I mean, I came out, I was wearing things, and I called myself JT Energy. If you look at the picture of what I was wearing from the time that I debuted to what I wear now, sure, there's little glimpses of what I've become, but I'm sure in like four more years, I'll look back to where I am now and be like, oh man, look at what I was and what I've become now. So I had an idea, I had an idea for a look, but that's the great part is the more that I wrestle, the more that I'm influenced by society and fashion and where I see professional wrestling going and where I see my character development going, um, whether you want to call me a good guy or a bad guy, it represents all different aspects of who I am, JT Energy, whether I'm changing my music, I'm changing my look, I'm changing uh, the color palette of my gear. Uh, my mannerisms in the ring, my moves that I use in the ring, how I cut my promos, how I speak, the tone of my voice, uh, all that stuff. It changes over time. So there was little bits and pieces. I think maybe if you look back at that first match where you're like, okay, I kind of see where you were then. And if I would have looked forward to where you are now, I would have never guessed that's how far you were going to take it. But um, I think that first night, there was a little bit of the real JT energy there that was going to uh, evolve day after day to where I am now.
And since and since you debuted, you know you've had a lot of success. You, you know you become a multiple time uh, champion. Uh, what was it three four times? Uh, if I have held the SCW Pro uh, Tag Team Championship three times as part as the tag team Vicious and Delicious, uh, which is no more, which some people think is sad. Um, I held a tag team championship in Central Empire Wrestling one time, and I held a tag team championship for a promotion in Illinois called Zawa, uh, which I'm just, I was another uh, one-time tag team champion over there. So three different promotions, um, tag team championships in all of them. Uh, there's a promotion in Des Moines right now called 3XW. Um, and I am their current pure wrestling champion. So that was my first singles title that I won recently. Otherwise, multiple time tag team champion in SCW, single champion in Central Empire Wrestling and for uh, Zawa. Okay, so the singles championship, is that a, a, a main or, or mid card? It's their mid card uh, championship. Okay. So over there, they have the, their um, tag team championship the Pure Wrestling Championship, the 3XW Heavyweight Championship, and then they also have uh, kind of a funny little championship going on over there called the Tensile title, which is their title that you don't want to have. If you do have it, you want to get rid of it. Um, so it's kind of funny. It's like they're, it's almost like their version of the WWE 24-7 Championship where it's, uh, it has its purpose and it's really fun, but it's not something I want to win in the future. So I'm, I'm really excited that I've had the opportunity to wrestle for 3XW for a couple years now and that I just became their pure wrestling heavyweight champion. So what does it mean to you to, to, to be able to say you had those accolades behind your, behind your belt now? Um, it makes me extremely proud to see where I am right now um, because every time that I win a championship, it makes me feel like I am an important part of that organization and the promotion and what they're trying to portray to their fans as far as the storytelling and the characters that they are developing. They show that they do care how important that their program is and the people that are going to be recognized as their champions, they want to put their name on as someone that they are proud to represent their company. Uh, again, whether it's a good guy or bad guy, being a champion is an important thing because you're representing that brand, not only for that time period, but for as long as they want you to be their champion. So I feel extremely fortunate every time I get to walk out from behind a curtain and there's a championship around my waist because there's a reason that there's a championship around my waist. Not only that I'm an extremely hard worker, but because I've been given a chance to showcase what I can do and what I can do to elevate that championship and the promotion I'm working for. Now, I want to talk about your character, JT Energy. Okay. Um, you, you, you've given them multiple different uh, nicknames, you know, the filth you can't wash off, mm -hmm. the six star booty, mm -hmm. uh, along the ways of you developing this character and developing these different nicknames. What was that like with getting all these different euphemisms and you, and getting all that and combining all that with the crowd, the crowd interaction, because you have some amazing crowd interaction with, with your character. Talk about that. Uh, so that's, 
That's absolutely one of the most important things to me because I think for any person that watches professional wrestling, when I think to back, when I think back to when I was a fan, when I would look at any person who came out and was on TV, that person was a specific character to me and they served a purpose. I knew what their entrance music was, what they wore, um, if they had an action figure, if they were featured in a video game, if they were in a tag team. So when it came to thinking, okay, who is JT Energy? Because JT Energy, if you were to write a book on him, there's got to be tons of different chapters, but there also has to be a lot of dialogue letting you know what everything leads to or why it's there. It's extremely important. So when you come to a professional wrestling show that JT Energy's on, my single purpose is to make sure that when you leave that show, whether I won or I lost, whether I was in the first match or the last match, or I only came out and talked and I only did a promo, I want you to leave and make sure that you talk about me. Uh, same thing if you go to a movie, you walk out of that movie and you wanna discuss it immediately with your friends. And if you talk about one specific character that really stole the show, like let's say you watched Thor, but Loki was so cool that you could not talk about him because he was portrayed so great. I want that. I want people to walk out and go, that guy looked different than everybody else. That guy, his mannerisms, his dance moves were crazy. I can't believe no one else does that. That guy was spraying himself and he looked, he was dripping and that was really weird. Um, the clothes that he was wearing were very promiscuous. Where would he get those? That's the stuff that I want to invoke in people's minds. I want them to ask themselves questions about me and want to come back to the next show to get more answers, to figure out who I am, where I'm going, why I'm fighting, why I act like that. So if I can continue to do that, then my character continues to evolve. Um, regardless of who I'm fighting or battling with or who I'm in a storyline with, it allows me to take JT Energy to the next level. Um, and I think there's a lot of layers there when it comes to who JT Energy is, and those layers will only get deeper with time. But, I mean, the cool thing is, is when I look back at myself, I go, if someone were to uh, buy a WWE video game and click on Creative Pro Wrestler, how many different options do you have to create that pro wrestler? Usually it's an insane amount of options. Those are the kind of things I need to think about when I'm creating every aspect of JT Energy from what kind of shoes I'm wearing in the ring to what my taunt is to what signs I would have my fans holding up in the crowd, what, what they would look like. So all that stuff I try to think extremely in depth about because... If I don't think that in depth, there's someone out there that is going to have more of a character than me because they went further than I did with their character development. But I think it's so important for you to have a character for people to invest in. That's why I try to find things that I don't see anyone else uh, putting into their characters. And I try to excel at that to make sure that I stand out more than the other 20 people, men or women, that I get to work with on any professional wrestling show I'm on. Oh, I think you, you do a really, really good job with that because some, some of the stuff I see you doing out there, I don't see <clears throat> anyone in any promotion, you know, no matter if it's even, even in, in you know, the big times, you know, I don't see people doing 
what you're doing. I don't see people, you know, spraying themselves with with water all the time or mm-hmm. or coming out wearing, you know, the 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 leg warmers mm-hmm. and the the and the Jordans. Yep. And uh having your own, you know, bodyguard service, you know, the booty guard service, which yep. is freaking amazing. I feel so bad because you asked me to be in that and like I had to I had to to work and uh, do a job, and I was unavailable that night. I was like, "Dang, I was that was that would have been so cool to 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 be a, a part of." It. So I appreciate you asking me, of course. But I was, uh, man, I was because I was like, "Man, I, there's like some way I, I can get back in there or something." <laughs> yep. No, when it came to, uh, and that's that's why every aspect of professional wrestling is so important. It doesn't matter. Like I said, it doesn't matter if it's the first match or the last match. Everything at a professional wrestling show is important down to the start of the show, to pre-production before the show, to some of the people that will put out DVDs um, in post-production after the show. Every little bit matters. Um, And if you think that it doesn't matter... That's just the little stuff that you take for granted when it comes to a professional wrestling show. You don't think about that stuff that some people spend hours thinking of to make sure that it's perfect for the moment that took five seconds that you're going to talk about, hopefully, for 30 minutes later when you're out with your friends or the next day when you make a social media post or you put up a cool boomerang on your Instagram story. That stuff is kind of what I live for. I live for people to capture those moments that I visualized in my head and then I see them come to fruition and if they work out the way that I want them to, then they live on through pictures or videos or social media interaction or just hopefully through people's voices because there's no way that JT Energy and everything that I try to portray is going to continue to grow is if I don't do my job every single night or even on my days off. I still need to make sure that when I post about JT Energy or the people that I have an opportunity to work for, that I'm doing my job all the time, every day. Because if I'm not working towards building my character up and my promotions that I work for up, there's no way that I'm ever going to get the chance to excel at the next level. And with professional wrestling, there's a ton of levels. And as far as where I'm at right now, I'm still the, I'm a very little fish in a big pond. And every time I grow, I hope the next pond that I get put into, I am the little fish in the big pond. Because until you're John Cena or you're The Rock or you're Stone Cold Steve Austin or you're Seth Rollins, you aren't the big fish. And once you become the big fish, you need to look for the next bigger fish to learn from or to grow from because if you stop growing and you stop learning you become complacent and once you become complacent everyone realizes that whether you know it or not it shows in your voice in your work rate and in your eyes and I don't want that and if anyone ever sees me start to become complacent I want you to call me out on that because it's not who I am and it's not what I want to portray for my future in professional wrestling or the business of professional wrestling and uh, actually, that that goes a- along with the personal philosophy that I have myself, which is once you hit a new level, it's automatically your responsibility to reach the next level. Yep. So and and you just keep going. You just keep growing. You just keep building because you know, like you said, you 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 you're always learning. As long as you're alive, you're always learning. Or at least you have you have the capacity 
to learn, the opportunity to learn. And I like that you're taking those opportunities to keep growing and to keep to keep uh, evolving mm-hmm. your character and what you're doing as JT Energy. Yep. So um, let's, let's go back and let's talk more about you being on WWE. Okay. Now, we, we talked about you being in the Seth Rollins documentary, uh, but you've also had the opportunity to be actually featured in, in a few of the shows, right? Yes, I have done WWE extra work twice at this time period. Um, the first time that I did WWE extra work, I was able to be in No Way Jose's uh, conga line, which was really awesome because I love going out there in front of the crowd and uh, just sprinting with all my energy, all that I can to have fun and be crazy. Um, and then in that same show, if you go back and look at it, um, I was a part of the WWE uh, medical staff team that night to help Kevin Owens out um, when he got shoved off the stage in a porta potty by Braun Strowman. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, the second time that I did WWE extra work, I was able to be a part of No Way Jose's conga line again, which was extremely awesome. Um, that's all I did on that show, but every time. I get to go there, and I am fortunate enough to work for uh, WWE. The watching the machine work on the level that it does, um, especially at their live shows like Raw and SmackDown, is just a treat in itself because you get to see a billion-dollar company do what they do better than anyone else in the world and put out a show that is just absolutely top-notch for the fans that have loved them for years and the people even like me who have grown up and now have kids that they're uh, happy to bring their kids to. So when I get to do work for uh, WWE, again, that's another thing. It's like a dream come true. And as long as I'm putting the right foot in front of each other every time, I'll continue to get those opportunities. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if I've been doing, if I've been trying to be a professional wrestler for a couple years now and I've already had the opportunity to do WWE extra work a couple times. I mean, everything is going right for me. Um, and when I get the opportunity to step inside that machine, I get the opportunity to meet people I'd never thought I'd meet before, even if it's just a hello and a shake of the hand and they ask you, where are you from? Or I heard you were one of Seth Rollins students. Small questions like that mean so much. Um, and feedback from people that you never thought you'd get a chance to meet. So when I get the opportunity to go there, it's just a sneak peek behind the curtain to see what I what I want for myself and hopefully someday for a family that I have to work for WWE, come home and say, yep, this is my profession. I worked my tail off. I want to continue to work my tail off. And now I'm really living my dream for the company that I wanted to work for because I want to be an integral part of what they produce and put out into the world. So that way someday when people look back on the history of WWE, for some reason, whether I'm JT Energy or I'm something else, I'm looked back and people go, man, that guy was really cool. He was very interesting and he was so different. He's such a memorable person that was part of that storyline and that huge company um, that people talk about to this day, from grandparents to little kids. Everybody's got their favorites, but if you can be a part of the history books in WWE, you are a part of professional wrestling, the machine that has continued to evolve and take professional wrestling to where it is now, and 
who knows what's going to be in the future. It's going to be something crazy. Oh, well, I think you're very well on your way to being there. I think it's only a matter of time now. Keep up, keep up with the work you're doing right now. And I think it's only a matter of time before you're featured in you know, WWE, NXT, all, all that good stuff. So, so, so keep, up, keep up the good work, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on here. Uh, anybody who's listening to this, thank you for uh, giving me your time or your ears my time. Uh, so that way, all I ever ask is that when you listen to cool things like this, you do two things. Um, you take someone like Jawan who puts out a podcast like this to grow people that are giving back to right now, like in the Quad Cities, um, and help spread the word of what the 100 Series podcast is so it can grow and you can hear more cool things from people, uh, whether it be myself or other people that are trying to make changes in society uh, for any reason, because Juan seeks out really cool people, and all of us are fortunate enough to be able to sit down and record a podcast, and for him to put it out into the world for literally anyone in the world to listen to if they wanted to download it. Um, so if you can help spread this, the 100 Series podcast and what its mission is, and so that way we get more cool guests, um, whether it's someone on a small level like me, or maybe someday someone who's on a bigger level. Uh, who can look down and help spread Juwan's message of what you want to do. And then if you like what you heard from me, uh, whether you think I'm a jerk or I'm an idiot when you watch me wrestle or you meet me in real life and you realize that I'm just a hardworking person who's trying to give back and follow a dream that I love, if you like it, if you love it, if you share it, you retweet it, you do anything to get this out there so more people can hear it, that is all we ever ask for. So that way we can continue to do cool stuff, whether it's just a podcast or someday it's a small, um, bot, uh, like a small documentary, hopefully maybe done on JT Energy on where his grassroots in the Quad City started and to where he is in the future. So we'll see where it goes from here. And thank you for that plug also. Hey, Appreciate absolutely, you. man. Absolutely. If anybody wants to uh, check out any of the stuff regarding... JT Energy, uh, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, any of that stuff. If you search JT Energy, you'll probably find it, but all of my tags on everything are DJ Click and Play, which if you want to know more about my DJ life, that's a whole different podcast in itself, but it's just like it sounds, so I'll spell it out for you. It's DJ C-L-I-C-K, the letter N and then P-L-A-Y. So DJ Click and Play is where I started, and now I've transitioned, and I am JT Energy through and through. So follow me in the adventures of the six-star booty, the Michael Jordan of misting, and see where the future, especially 2020, takes me. Woo, good promo. <laughs> good stuff. All right, guys, well, thank you all so much for listening in with uh, JT Energy, Travis Horn, DJ Click and Play, and uh, we're going to be back again next week with another amazing guest. Thank you all again for listening to the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. And as always, I'll see you soon.